So good afternoon. Thank you. <laughs> Sweet. Um, I was trying to decide what to talk about this afternoon, and with some encouragement and support from Shelley, <laughs> came to the determination that I think we'd be remiss if we didn't venture in and actually take a look at forgiveness. If I had voting rights <laughs> or the ability to impact, I'd actually add three more states and attitudes to the four Brahma Viharas. And forgiveness would be one of them. Generosity would be another of them. And gratitude would be another of them. So they're kind of, um, in a way, holding it like a soft Brahma-Vihara, like there is no direct, that's not true, there is a practice for each of them. It's kind of like a soft, and it's like, it's, 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 they are the result. Well, actually, I don't know if it's a helix, if they are the result, or the other four Brahma-Viharas are the result of them. But certainly they are connected and play a large part in the places that our minds spend time, whether cultivated or uncultivated. So remember, the name of this retreat is Returning to Wholeness, Opening to Wisdom and Love. So that wholeness piece, that's part of what, you know, it's like, no, we got to, we got to engage forgiveness. And as we heard um, report-ins and stories and how you all were doing, it seemed very apropos. Head and heart together. When we get our head and our hearts to respect each other, they can take each other far. Our hearts need the help of our head to generate and act on more skillful ways. Our head needs our heart to remind us that what's really important in life is putting an end to suffering. When they learn how to work together, they can make our human mind into an unlimited Brahma mind. And more... They can master the causes of happiness to the point where they transcend themselves, touching an uncaused dimension that the head can't encompass, and a happiness so true that the heart has no further need for desire. So I'm going to read some quotes to you. Some of them I know who quoted them. Some of them I don't. If I know, I'll say the name. And just let them kind of land in the heart, wash over you. Martin Luther King, let no person pull you low enough to hate them. Louise Smedes, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. Nelson Mandela, 
Resentment is like drinking poison and then hoping it will kill your enemies. Dolores Huerta, if you have not forgiven yourself something, how can you forgive others? Forgiving someone doesn't mean that their behavior was okay. What it does mean is that we are ready to move on, to release the heavy weight, to shape our own life, on our own terms, without any unnecessary burdens. The Buddha. Forgive others not because they deserve forgiveness, but because you deserve peace. Forgiveness does not excuse their behavior. Forgiveness prevents their behavior from destroying your heart. Forgiveness is a gift to yourself. It frees you from the past, past experiences, past relationships. It allows you to live in the present time. When you forgive yourself and forgive others, you are Indeed, free. To find peace, sometimes you have to be willing to lose the connection with people, places, and things that create all the noise in your life. Holding a grudge does not make you strong. It makes you bitter. Forgiving doesn't make you weak. It sets you free. The ingredients for a karma cleanse. Be grateful. Act with love. Check your motives. Watch your attitude. And forgive. Forgive to grant pardon for or remission of an offense, a debt, to absolve, to give up all claim, to grant pardon, to cease to feel resentment against, to forgive one's enemies, to cancel a liability, to forgive an offense or an offender. Jack Cornfield says, forgiveness is giving up all hope for a different past. He also says that traditionally, the work of the heart begins with forgiveness. Forgiveness is the necessary ground for any healing. First, we need a wise understanding of forgiveness, and then we can learn how it is practiced. This leads to understanding of how we may forgive ourselves and others. Forgiveness is a letting go of past suffering and betrayal, a release of the burden of pain and hate that we may carry. 
Forgiveness honors the heart's greatest dignity. Whenever we are lost, it brings us back to the foundation of love. With forgiveness, we become unwilling to attack or wish harm to another. Whenever we forgive, in a small way at home or in a great way between nations, we free ourselves from the past. Even those in the worst situations, whether entire countries like Bosnia, Northern Ireland, South Africa, have had to find a path to reconciliation with its lumps, bumps, and false starts included. This is true here in America as well, though we have sorely failed to achieve this balance in many situations. Sometimes this means finding the courage to forgive the unforgivable, to consciously release the heart from the clutches of another's terrible acts. It is imperative that we discover a way to move on from the past, no matter what trauma is held there. Not forgiving impedes the flowering of compassion in our practice and in our lives. Even if we cannot see it in these terms, we can understand that no one but oneself can make oneself suffer mentally. So those of you who have heard in the groups or individual, and maybe some of you have not heard if it didn't come up, this whole distinction between suffering and pain Pain being the result of being embodied and having a nervous system. Suffering being the stories, the beliefs, the misunderstandings, the unskillful means in response to some condition, experience, or situation where there may be pain. This is also talked about in um, the suttas as the second arrow. I know some of you have heard about that. The unenlightened being, bhikkhus, experiences pleasant feelings, unpleasant feelings, and neutral feelings. The noble disciple also experiences pleasant feelings, unpleasant feelings, and neutral feelings. In this case, O bhikkhus, what is the distinction between the noble disciple and the unenlightened being? When an unenlightened being, bhikkhus, encounters unpleasant feeling, they grieve, lament, wail, beat their chest, and are distraught and distracted therein. They experience two kinds of feeling, namely, in the body and in the mind. It is as if an archer 
having fired one arrow into a certain person, were then to fire a second arrow. That person would experience pain from both arrows. Such is the unenlightened being. They experience two kinds of pain, bodily and mental. Forgiveness is a practice for letting go unhealthy and unskillful emotions that would otherwise cause harm to our mental well-being. So that second arrow thing, I know I said this in one of my groups. You know, one of the things that's both a blessing and a curse is our ability to think and create and the mind having higher order functioning than our brother and sister animal friends. <laughs> but as a result of that, like, you know, I, I said this in one of my groups, I don't think that the deer that almost got hit last night went home to their partner and said, you know what, sweetie, I was on my way home and this car just like barely missed me. And I thought to myself, if I'd only waited 15 more minutes to leave eating that grass over there, that wouldn't have even been part of my experience. Yeah, but we make up stories. Yeah, we have the situation, we have the pain, and a story comes behind it, causing us suffering, that second arrow. We can make the decision to not add to the fires of hatred and bitterness when it is a part of our experience. Just by making this decision, we can add ease and progress to the development of our practice. Oftentimes, our blame is telling us where we need to reach more deeply for the compassion that can forgive. The fear of disappointment can lead us to close our hearts, to mistrust others, and to isolate ourselves. Then life becomes full of fear and loneliness. It is not only the failures and imperfections of others that lead to grief and anger, but also our own losses as well that lead to suffering. Health turns to illness. Youth turns to age. Vigor begins to fade. We must learn to live with kindness and integrity and forgive ourselves when we appear to fail. We have so many expectations and opinions of how we should be, and when we fall short of our standards, we suffer the same shame and blame on ourselves that we project onto others. We strive to be better, strive to move beyond blame, and in the relentless pursuit of our ideals, we stop listening to the pain that is born of these impossible demands we place on ourselves. We think the pain is our fault, some personal failure, some error we have made. We then, from this place, become lost in judgment and are unable to have calm and the openness to forgive ourselves for being human. 
The illness in our body, the confusion in our minds, our most fierce opponent or enemy, the events we feel most threatened by, all of this is an ask for gentleness of heart, kindness, forgiveness, and compassion. We must remember that forgiveness is an ongoing process. And through our practice, we can come to understand what is possible for the human heart. When our hearts and minds are full of anger and hatred towards others, we are actually the ones who are suffering, caught in the vice of this mind state. It is not easy to access the place inside which can forgive, which can love. In some ways, to be able to forgive, to let go, calls for a type of dying. It is the willingness and ability to say, I am not that person anymore. And you are not that person anymore. And we are no longer caught in the cycle of aggression and hurt. Forgiveness allows us to recapture some part of ourselves that was left behind in bondage to a past event. Some part of the identity may also need to die in the letting go so that there can be a reclamation of the energy that has been bound up in the past. In order to be released from deeply held aversion for ourselves and others, we must practice forgiveness with intention. Forgiveness has the power to bring forth forces of purity and love in the heart-mind and affirm the qualities of patience and compassion. When we remain mentally enslaved by our past actions or the actions of others, we cannot live life fully in the present. Practicing forgiveness creates the space for renewal and a life free from that bondage to the past. In some sense, it is much more difficult to forgive than not to forgive. And forgiveness does not mean condoning a harmful action or denying injustice or suffering. We should never confuse forgiveness with being passive towards violation or abuse. We must be the one to discern with consideration whether the cost is worth the price we are paying by holding on or being right. 
the sense of psychological and spiritual well-being that comes from practicing forgiveness comes directly because this practice takes us directly to our edge. Being on the edge is challenging, oftentimes wrenching, but also transforming. The process of forgiveness demands courage, requires fortitude, and a continual commitment to our remembering where our deepest happiness lies. Forgiveness is a gesture of liberation in the service of liberation. Forgiveness liberates us from what has passed, from the burden of resentment and fear. Understanding our enemy may be a part of forgiveness. Longfellow wrote, If we could read the secret history of our enemies, we should see sorrow and suffering enough to disarm all hostility. We share with our enemies the fear of pain and isolation, the anxiety that leads to armoring and the capacity to be hurt. We share with our enemy all the confused and deluded activity that can be generated to protect ourselves from hurt, which most often and sadly just results in more pain. Understanding our enemies does not excuse their unwholesomeness or unskillful actions, nor does it diminish the pain we may feel as a result of those actions. Understanding and clear comprehension reveals that as long as any heart is governed by fear and self-cherishing, a trail of hurt and pain will be left in its wake. Forgiveness is an expression of the commitment to not add to a mountain of suffering. The Buddha taught that hatred is not healed by hatred, but by love alone. He also urged us to live in joy amongst those who hate, in peace amongst those who war, in equanimity amidst those who fear. This is the home called freedom. We may feel that forgiveness is hard or even almost impossible, and that may be true, but we pay a much higher price for not forgiving. As Goeth said, our friends show us what we can do. Our enemies show us what we must do. Forgiveness for ourselves 
and the myriad number of ways we can harm ourselves and others is the embodiment of compassion. Forgiveness for those who have harmed us frees us to live in the present rather than being bound to the past. Through this understanding flows a reconciling and a reclamation for each of us, which then moves us ever closer to the true freedom of the heart-mind. It is then that there is space enough and the rich soil that will flower joy. And my association to that is, you know, the lotus flower. That's, I am so enamored of the lotus flower and its origins growing up through the muck and the mire. It can't get any more visual than that. So one of the things that we've been doing also is engaging in these practices to gather and clear our minds so that then we can really get to the business of cultivating and bringing into existence awareness and mindfulness 24-7 as best you can or as best we can. So this clarity is kind of like how it is to hear this bell. Pretty clear tone that reverberates, yeah, that moves the air. There's clarity and groundedness. And that's the mind we're working to create. But this is the mind that often overtakes us. Well, it's supposed to snow tomorrow. I wonder what's going to happen on Wednesday when I have to drive home. And, you know, I told them I can't get out of my room by the end of the retreat, that I'm going to have to stay until 3 o'clock. And, oh, I better make sure I make those calls and get on those emails. My phone's been packed away for five days. Yeah, what else, what else, what else is this? Oh, look at this. Time. I have such a relationship to time. Sometimes (laughs) not enough and sometimes too much. Those are the stories. Those, that's the mind. <laughs> no reverberation, no clarity, no groundedness. <laughs> so y'all can picture this when you're in upset. What are you putting into your mind? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a kid of sorrow thing. That's where I learned that, one of the teachers that Nolita and I share. Thank you. So it boils down to one fundamental question. How do we choose to walk and be in this world at this time? Can we see the suffering our own and others, and not shrink back? Can we spend the same time cultivating compassion 
as we do cultivating dislike, judgment, greed, anger, and ignorance. The Dalai Lama says, if you want others to be happy, practice compassion. If you want to be happy, practice compassion. The Healing Time by Pesha Joyce Gertler. Finally, on my way to yes, I bump into all the places where I said no to my life. All the untended wounds, the red and purple scars, those hieroglyphs of pain carved into my skin, my bones, those coded messages that send me down the wrong street again and again, where I find them, the old wounds, the old misdirections, and I lift them one by one close to my heart, and I say, Holy, Holy, Holy. May I find stillness in the midst of change. May I find peace in the midst of struggle. May I find softness in the midst of resistance. May I rest in compassion. In the Tao Te Ching, it is written, I have just three things to teach, simplicity, patience, and compassion. These three are your greatest treasures, simple in actions and in thoughts. You return to the source of being, patient with both friends and enemies. You accord with the way things are compassionate towards yourself, you reconcile all beings in the world. A Buddhist prayer of forgiveness. If I have harmed anyone in any way, either knowingly or unknowingly through my own confusions, I ask their forgiveness. If anyone has harmed me in any way, either knowingly or unknowingly, through their own confusion, I forgive them. And if there is a situation I am not yet ready to forgive, I forgive myself for that for all the ways that I harm myself, negate, doubt, belittle myself, judge or be unkind to myself, through my own confusions, I forgive myself.
Forgiveness is a practice for letting go unhealthy and unskillful emotions that would otherwise cause harm to our mental well-being. Practices that support forgiveness. Letting go. Grieving. Reconciliation. Each of these practices offers a wise and simple form a gracious language to encourage the heart to let go, to heal, and come to rest. Ajahn Chah says, if you let go a little, you will have a little happiness. If you let go a lot, you will have a lot of happiness. If you let go completely, you will be free. So I'm going to end with a story from the Book of Joy, which is a conversation between the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu. The story that really, to me, exemplifies forgiveness compassion, love, equanimity, brings them all together. Anthony Ray Hinton spent 30 years on death row for a crime he did not commit. He was working in a locked factory at the time of the crime that he was being accused of. When he was arrested in the state of Alabama, In the United States, he was told by the police officers that he would be going to jail because he was black. He spent 30 years in a five by seven foot cell in solitary confinement, allowed out only one hour a day. During his time on death row, Hinton became a counselor and friend not only to the other inmates, 54 of whom were put to death, but to the death row guards, many of whom begged Hinton's attorneys to get him out. When a unanimous Supreme Court ruling ordered his release, he was finally able to walk free. One does not know the value of freedom until one has had it taken away, he told me. People run out of the rain. I run into the rain. How can anything that falls from heaven not be precious? Having missed the rain for so many years, I am so grateful for every drop, just to feel it on my face. When Hinton was interviewed, On the American television show 60 Minutes, the interviewer asked whether he was angry at those who had put him in jail. He responded that he had forgiven all the people who had sent him to jail. The interviewer incredulously asked, but they took 30 years of your life. How can you not be angry? Hinton responded, If I am angry and unforgiving, they will have taken the rest of my life. 
Unforgiveness robs us of our ability to enjoy and appreciate our life because we are trapped in the past. Whatever life gives to you, you can respond with joy. Joy is the happiness that does not depend on what happens. It is the grateful response to the opportunity that life offers you at this moment. I'm going to read the rest of it. Hinton is a powerful example of the ability to respond with joy despite the most horrendous circumstances. As we were driving in a taxi in New York, he told me, the world didn't give you your joy and the world can't take it away. You can let people come into your life and destroy it, but I refuse to let anyone take my joy. I get up in the morning and I don't need anyone to make me laugh. I'm going to laugh on my own because I have been blessed to see another day. And when you are blessed to see another day, that should automatically give you joy. I don't walk around saying, man, I ain't got a dollar in my pocket. I don't care about having a dollar in my pocket. What I care about is that I have been blessed to see the sunrise. Do you know how many people had money that didn't get up this morning? So which is better? To have a billion dollars and not wake up? Or to be broke and wake up? I'll take being broke and waking up any day of the week. I told the CNN interviewer in June that I had $3.50 in my pocket. And for some reason that day, I was just the happiest I have ever been. (laughs) She said, with $3.50? I said, you know, my mom never raised us to get out there and make as much money as we can. My mom told us about true happiness. She told us that when you are happy, then when folks have around you, they become happy. I just look at all the people who have so much, but they are not happy. Yes, I did 30 long years, day for day, in a five by seven. And you have got some people that have never been to prison never spent one day or one hour or one minute, but they are not happy. I ask myself, why is that? I can't tell you why they are not happy, but I can tell you that I'm happy because I choose to be. Thank you for your listening. Let's sit for a moment.
with gratitude. I remember the people, animals, plants, insects, creatures of the sky and sea, air and water, fire and earth, all whose joyful exertion blesses my life every day. With gratitude, I remember the care and labor of a thousand generations of elders and ancestors who came before me. I offer my gratitude for the safety and well-being I have been given. I offer my gratitude for the blessings of this earth I have been given. I offer my gratitude for the measure of health I have been given. I offer my gratitude for the family and friends I have been given. I offer my gratitude for the community I have been given. I offer my gratitude for the teachings and lessons I have been given. I offer my gratitude for the life I have been given. Let the practice release your heart from fear. Let the quieting of your mind and the clear seeing of the truth release you from confusion and clinging. Let understanding and acceptance of the way things are in this moment flower the fruit of wisdom. In a minute, I will ring the bell, and it is another opportunity to engage with and practice continuity. As you hear the bell and the reverberations of the sound, see if you can't just be there present with that. Not leaning into what's next or what's just finished, but really being present to the ringing and sound of the bell. Time for some short walking time or some tea. 
And a reminder that the BIPOC sit is in room M200 at 615. Uh, yeah, we'll be seeing you. <laughs> we still got the rest of the day to go. <laughs> Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.